Hello, and thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. Appreciate you guys checking this one out. I wanted to talk about a, uh, a trip that I did out to Eastern Oregon here uh, just a little while back in the end of October, and it was kind of cool getting out to camp uh, kind of late in October. It was nice, I guess, this year with uh, without having a lot of like wet weather days over in eastern oregon so we've had like a lot of clear weather i think it's been clear and then also pretty cold here for like the last like week or two but it had been uh above freezing for a while in dogs over this year i remember years past it would be like below freezing uh at least by like the the 10th of october i mean even by like the the fifth or so i remember sometimes they uh, you know being in uh, below freezing temperatures especially over in eastern oregon up in the mountains and stuff or or even in the, the you know the plateau areas of the great basin i remember some areas out there being like uh, below freezing by quite a bit but this year it was it was still pretty nice uh pretty far into october i was i was kind of impressed but by the time i was out there uh for this trip it was freezing i'm pretty sure so i was uh i think i went out went out over to eastern oregon and i was out uh kind of in like that um, like the high desert lakes area. So there's like, um, there's, there's a few lakes that are all kind of like gathered together over there. Uh, I think it's like Silver Lake, Summer Lake, Abert Lake, Summer, Summer Lake I talked about. There's Goose Lake that's further south. There's like Crump Lake. There's, I think there's a few others, but they, but like also some of them have kind of like dried out now too. But uh, that whole area out there, as it kind of stretches over toward like Highway 395, further eastern there, has a bunch of features and terrain that I don't really think I've explored too much of. Well, I've explored like a bit of it before, but uh, but there's a bunch of stuff out there that I thought would be kind of cool to check out. And there's I, mean, I hardly got to any of it really. I think there's uh, like really big areas that uh, that stretch out for a long i'm at a distance that are probably pretty hard to well or i don't know they're i think they're all like pretty big stretches of public land that's what's really cool about that area is it's really um big like vast expanses of blm land through a lot of that desert land but it's also kind of difficult to traverse is what i was going to say uh that the roads there aren't really very well maintained and there really aren't that many roads so it's cool you can get out and uh uh, if you have if you have the time, you can hike those roads, or you can hike off uh, anywhere you want, like off those roads, and and just kind of like uh, check out the the area and the land around it. And the, it's it's definitely like a really interesting um, kind of kind of landscape out there. But that's what I've always liked about the the high desert lakes area out there is uh, the the kind of like landscape and the trees and the rim rock and the way that that looks out there. I always thought it was uh, pretty cool. So I, I took off over there, especially this time of year in October. It's really fun. I think. Um, uh, a lot of the areas that I were in uh, was really just like those the juniper trees and sagebrush and stuff. But uh, but the way that the cloud textures are over Eastern Oregon are always uh, pretty cool uh, this time of year in in like kind of late late mid October. Um, but it's also really cool when you can come up upon some aspen trees. Like the aspen trees over there this time of year are really cool because they they kind of turn from that green leafed tree with the white bark and they have these really uh, red or orange kind of fiery leaves and they look really cool and, and kind of dramatic and um, they have like a cool contrast in the landscape over there in eastern Oregon so it's cool you can kind of come up on a, a grove of those they seem to sort of grow in a cluster together over there in, in certain places when you get to 
certain elevations when they're uh, in good spots to grow. But up in those the mountain passes there, or I think like some of those mountain rims in uh, in eastern Oregon have uh, some clusters of them. And it's really cool that you can kind of come up on them. I think up in the uh, like the Fremont Winema National Forest as you were coming up to the rim over Summer Lake. I think I saw like a bunch of them over there. And I remember driving up through a number of those and it was really cool. There's, there's yeah, just big groves of them and all the leaves kind of turn like really red, orange, bright colors as they're starting to drop. And this was really cool, especially in uh, years like this where it hasn't really uh, had a ton of rain or a ton of, um, I guess, even like early snow or just big storms that had come through and kind of knocked those leaves out prematurely. So a lot of them seem like they've been holding up pretty well, and it's got kind of a, a bright, kind of crisp look to it this October, uh, given that uh, there hasn't been much rain and it's been pretty clear, and it's just been you know a little bit of wind. And now that it's frozen, uh, I think the leaves are going to start dropping pretty quick. And now that the rain's probably going to come through, or a couple sets of storms are going to come through. So out there in eastern Oregon, I, uh, I came up on a spot to camp that I thought was pretty cool, and I, I was driving around through, uh, what I did is I, I took off from the main highway, and I took this mountain road that cuts off into BLM rant land, and it's real rocky, real bumpy, almost doesn't look like a road at some time, so I threw it into like four-wheel drive low for a lot of it to just kind of like crawl over a, a bunch of the rocks, or so just kind of take it real slow and uh, kind of take my time getting over stuff, and uh I took a couple miles back into this road and then I would kind of stop along the way and then take up some hikes like out to the left or the right of the truck and then uh, kind of make like a little bit of a loop and then come back around to the truck and uh, just sort of check out the area and see what was going on out there. And uh, I had my camera with me so I got to like walk around and take pictures and stuff. And then I've also on this trip been trying to take a bunch of video clips like where I'd uh, I'd, like take my tripod out with me on that little a little bit of a hike or something that I do, or you know, a little walk around that I do. And then, uh, yeah, stop, set up the tripod, take a, a longer clip of video or a pan of video so that I have that in my collection also, and then take a, a couple sets of photos. But it was cool, uh, and I like this area and this time of year, too. You know, it's tough in the summertime out there in eastern Oregon, and also I think sometimes in the wintertime, too, when it's sunny. Um, but, uh, but when it gets like uh, real sunny and it's real clear out, you get this kind of like uh, haziness to the sky a little bit and everything just sort of looks a little bit more blown out with the sun and the way that the shadows look on the ground, especially through like the midday. So real early in the morning, it can look really cool as the light's kind of coming up over the horizon and real late in the afternoon as it's kind of getting near the horizon again over in the west that can look pretty cool but when it's real clear it looks it looks really uh, kind of blown out and washed out and harsh during the day and it, it definitely looks like that a lot during the summer as the sun's real high up above um, but now as it gets kind of in the fall here uh, what's cool is you have like a bunch of these uh, kind of textured clouds moving across the sky as part of the weather pattern and so you get uh, sort of a more textured landscape and you also get uh, a lot of shade cast with the highlights of sun sort of still coming through it on days that aren't totally overcast. So that was what was fortunate for me. And that's sort of part of what you get is the weather on uh, some of the circumstances, the weather that you get uh, during this uh, this period of time from uh, from like kind of mid-October into November before, uh, before it gets kind of real wintry and stormy out there as you get into later November. But this time of year is really cool. So 
Uh, I really like that part of it a lot where you can kind of go out and you see like a lot of texture in the sky as it kind of goes up in elevation up into the sky, but you still see, you know, some sunny sky. You see kind of color to that light that's sort of cast through the clouds. And, uh, and you also see color in the clouds and texture in the clouds. Uh, and I don't know, it just seems like you get like a little bit more, uh, a little bit more to photograph. And I always like that when the, the sky's got some texture in it. So that's kind of cool with the, with some of the landscape work that I was trying to do out there in Eastern Oregon. And, uh, I thought it was uh, pretty fun going out there, but it was cool. This, uh, the spot that I came up to camp at, which uh, was sort of like by the end of the day was this, uh, pretty small, I guess it would have been a pond or it would have been like a real small lake, probably like a five acre lake bed. Uh, but now it's dried out. There's no water up there at all, but for, uh, maybe what kind of gathers there incidentally through the year as it sort of collects across the landscape like it would have naturally, but it's really nowhere near as much as it would have been before. But it's cool. It's up along this uh, this piece of rim rock that sort of stretches along and then kind of connects into the hillside. But below that there is like this big lake area, and you can kind of see how flat the the landscape is there as it sort of had been settled with the lake bed over time and then as it kind of lifts up on the under the banks of that as the rocks sort of reappeared and then kind of turned up into rim rock. But it was cool. I uh, I got to drive my truck just kind of like right out onto the lake bed, which is really just like uh, like a grown up meadow now. And then there's two track truck tracks that kind of cut and crisscross through the the lake bed there back and forth. But um, but yeah, I, I like uh, pulled off and it's just sort of like listed as a road. I pulled off into this little lake and crossed over it to the other side toward the rim rock. And then got to hang out and then set up a camp over there. And it looked like people had already been there. And there was like a fire ring set up. And it was kind of a, a cleared out area with a, sort of like a, a sandy bottomed uh, sort of like grit dirt base beneath me. And then uh, these reeds of grass that were sort of growing up out into the distance a couple of feet. But that was really cool. I, I really kind of appreciated getting to go out there. Also, what I thought was pretty cool at this uh, the spot that I was camping out was trying to set up the tripod to take long exposure photos at night there. So when it got dark, the sky was really cool, and there was also still a little bit of those clouds that were sort of drifting in and out at different times, which uh, kind of added like some cool texture to it. They were kind of lower uh, cumulus clouds that were moving pretty quickly across the landscape. So if you had uh, a longer exposure of 20 seconds or somewhere around 30 seconds or so, you could light in a lot of light, which would be cool for the photos of the stars, but you could also get a little bit of a drag effect to the view of the clouds, those cumulus clouds as they move sort of quickly at low elevations across the the skyline there. And so you could kind of, uh, over 30 seconds, kind of get this sweep look as, it, as these clouds kind of swept across um, sort of, I think they were moving kind of a, uh, like a, well, I guess it would be sort of like a west to, I guess, generally east motion. I think it was sort of like a northwest, yeah, northwest to like southeast direction, more or less. But it was cool, yeah, kind of watching these clouds sort of zip by. And then I was looking up at, uh, at like, I think it was Jupiter and Saturn that were sort of up against this rim rock area that I was looking at. And I think it was part of the constellation of Sagittarius. And then Scorpio was sort of down by that time, but it was cool looking at that. And then a little bit further over to the east was where a really bright view of Mars was. It has that kind of uh, bright orange sort of coppery color to it. And it looks really 
beautiful right now. It's cool this time of year. I think it's a near opposition to us, so it kind of rises uh, up around the same time as the sun is setting. It's a little bit off from that, but it looks really large in, in the sky right now, and it's a really uh, beautiful and like bright view of Mars as it's sort of uh, coming up over into the eastern sky as it uh, as it starts to get dark in the evening. But it was cool looking at uh, looking at Mars and then looking at Saturn and Jupiter over in the Sagittarius area. So that was kind of cool. And then uh, trying to take photo photographs of that along with uh, some of what you can kind of see within the Milky Way was, was pretty cool too. Um, so I was trying to set that up and, and get some uh, long exposure uh, night photography of that. And um, yeah, I kind of I really like the way that the, the sweeped look of uh, the clouds look as it kind of uh, kind of crosses the sky. And that's something I was kind of trying to do a bit with the, some of the photography I was doing out there was uh, trying to get a, a long exposure sweeped look to the, the photos of the clouds in the sky. And it's cool. I've got, um, I've got one of these tools that helps me do that in the daytime uh, too. And so when I was saying like I was out there in the daytime, I could take my tripod and then set up this, um, this big stopper, which is really just like a, it, it looks like black smoke glass, but uh, it's got like a, a 10 stop ND filter on it that fits into a pocket that goes over your lens. And so you can set your lens to something that would be 10 stops um, of a slower exposure to gather more light. And then that kind of gives you an effect so you can kind of change the amount of time that you have your exposure set for if you want to kind of make some different effects, which is really cool if you want to try and shoot like moving water uh, during daytime light, you can kind of change that effect a lot. I've done a lot of cool stuff at rivers with it, but this was really cool too. Of just going to a landscape where, uh, like, you're trying to take a picture of a landscape, but there's clouds in the sky. And those clouds will move over a period of 30 seconds, and so you can set it up with this big stopper, take a photograph of that landscape. You can expose correctly for the landscape, but with the big stopper, you get the effect of the time passage. And then that means that you can kind of see the sweep of the clouds in the sky as uh, as time passed and the clouds kind of moved uh, west to east. So it's pretty cool uh, getting to getting to try that out. And I think some of the results from it are pretty cool. And uh, some of the long exposure results uh, near near dusk or near the blue hour were pretty cool too. So I was happy to to kind of get to try that out and uh, and get to work on that a bit. And then I was also talking about like video clips too. How I was, uh, I was trying to get some video clips of different pieces, and that's been working out, I think, pretty well. I've been trying different spots, like different spots of the coast, different spots on this uh, mountain drive I was on, and then here different spots over in eastern Oregon, out in the high desert. And uh, I'm kind of trying to get like an addition of, uh, you know, just kind of okay or cool, or uh, you know, sort of steady. Um, like full HD video clips at different locations. There's a lot of stuff where I've like had my phone and I've just kind of like held it and, and recorded a lot. And even still, I'm trying to do that with the camera um, to get sort of some casual video recording clips uh, at more times through uh, through little trips and travel pieces that I'm doing, just so it seems like I have video content as well as uh, as photo content that I captured on uh, on some of these outings that I do. But uh, but as I'm going around, yeah, trying to capture some cool video pieces, trying to use the tripod for it, and uh, try and get some some steady shots that uh, that are like a little bit more cleaned up than uh, than just some of the walk around stuff that I've done with my phone or with other means in the past. So that's been kind of cool. But still, a lot of the primary stuff is is photo for sure. I've had the film camera out a bit, 
I was uh, setting that up on the tripod, trying to get a couple uh, photographs with it as they kind of go around to different spots. And I thought that was pretty cool. But uh, but yeah, I was dealing with that rocky road out there. So I camped out by that, that lake bed near the rim rock, uh, looking at the stars and stuff. That was really cool. I've got that portable like uh, propane heater with me and that's really been saving me from the the real cold weather and i think kind of like i was talking about on that last podcast um how i uh or i think a couple podcasts back how um some of the layering i'm trying to do is like uh, like a wool layer as a base layer and then uh, a down insulation layer and then a, a gore-tex rain shell over that and so i was fortunate i didn't have to deal with any like wet weather uh, rain stuff but that Gore-Tex shell over the down and wool uh, really holds in like a lot of the heat too so um, that was uh, helping me a ton out there uh, while it was getting pretty cold I think like you know like this time of year in October it was like uh, it, was, it, well, it was before it was before the time changed just now but uh, but at that time it was like six o'clock that it was getting dark now it's five o'clock that it's you know just dark out and it's cold out too you know it's like uh clear and you know late october and then it just gets real cold in those kind of higher elevation uh kind of mountain lake areas out there in eastern oregon so it seemed like it was getting kind of near freezing here there you know there pretty soon it was it seemed like it was in the 30s at least like uh pretty soon after dark um so i was definitely trying to like uh add up some layers and turn that propane heater on and uh, try and stay pretty warm so I, I wasn't in the tent i was just in the canopy of my truck and i was able to stay uh, pretty insulated through the night so it wasn't really like a, a big deal and um it was okay you know like i think i've talked about this before too my, my sleeping bag i think is uh is rated at like a 15 degree sleeping bag and so this time i, I doubled it up um with like a second sleeping bag that was like a 15 degree sleeping bag and that one that worked pretty well but really even still like yeah i was like man i need like a blanket but i think uh, i need to go like for uh, like a, a thicker zero degree bag or something like that maybe i can i can use that and uh or maybe even double that up with this one too but yeah like the dealing with the cold out there as it as it drops down to freezing is i think kind of difficult i don't really ever seem to enjoy it you know like people kind of uh, seem to get through some of those cold nights and and uh, some of those like higher elevation or harsher environments. I mean, Oregon is really like a pretty uh, temperate climate in a lot of ways. I can't imagine like being out in Arizona where it's you know seven degrees or something like that in some of those mountain spots that I've heard of, or um, or certainly like out in uh, anywhere in, like those northern areas or like the boreal forest as it gets into the the winter time and you have to deal with like a lot of snow. You know, this is just kind of like a, a nice sort of dry climate where it's uh, maybe dipping into the the freezing temperatures. Um, but even still, yeah, I've just never really enjoyed, like, uh, just kind of hanging out in the dark with really not a ton of stuff to do. Kind of, I don't know, I guess kind of maybe taking pictures and sort of standing by a little a little space heater. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was pretty fun, though. It was cool, you know, kind of hanging out and sort of putting up with the cold and stuff and, uh, and hanging out by a camp. And, uh, and taking some pictures of the sky at, at night and stuff that was pretty cool but uh but yeah the next day uh, i got up and i think i um uh, tried to put together a little bit of food and stuff that i had which is kind of fun when you're out uh doing the camp and stuff but i got in the truck got in the four-wheel drive going again and then i kind of carried on on that that bumpy mountain road for a while and took a couple forks of the road off to um, another sort of small four or five acre pond 
bed or lake bed that used to be out there and then now is gone and it sort of uh, rests against uh, what it it kind of eroded against some rim rock against the side and then just sort of some rolling hills that sort of uh, carry on past it but it's these kind of like little dips that kind of come up maybe 100 feet or so then down 80 and then sort of come up and down a little bit as it sort of uh, rolls along on the, the landscape out there and from google earth it looks like it's just a real arid sort of flat um, you know, uh, no vegetation kind of landscape. But when you get out there, you notice that uh, that a lot of it is these sort of, uh, it's kind of a sparsely populated area of juniper trees. But when you sort of look across, it really fills the space up pretty well. Whereas you look across, you see just like a, a good amount of uh, of trees and vegetation. And it's all these, uh, you know, these kind of smaller, but kind of wide in the shape that they are. These uh, like juniper trees are just sort of smaller uh, like evergreen trees out there, kind of inter intermix with the sagebrush and stuff, and uh, it kind of looks cool with uh, with the type of landscape as it is as, as you look back. I think as I was looking toward the south, as the mountains kind of pick up a little bit more, it kind of uh, just has like a cool look to it as you see like the sagebrush, the juniper trees, and then it kind of sweeps up as you kind of pick up toward the rim rock as you get near to I think Summer Lake, and you get up uh, as a view toward the the uplift as it moves into the Fremont Winema National Forest. Um, but it was cool, yeah, being out there, driving around, uh, four-wheeling around out there was pretty cool. And uh, I think I went about as far as I could on that road before it really just sort of like washed out and just kind of turned into to nothing after a while. So uh, I bet somebody could take it a little bit further than I did, but I think it runs into some private property at the end of it. So I decided to kind of wrap up there and then, uh, spin around and then uh, I cruised back to the little town that was out there and stopped in and got uh, coffee which is uh, always like kind of a necessity I think I had like my mix with me I have like my jet boil and, uh, and coffee mix with me but I stopped in and um, stopped at a little coffee shop place which I always kind of try and do at some of these little towns like I did it over at the coast a couple of weeks ago too not the coast but I don't know it was some like little logging town next next to it you know um, but out here, yeah, in Eastern Oregon, picked up some coffee and I took off to another set of these like small little rolling hills that were out there. So off the, uh, the bigger rim rock section, I went over, I think from, I guess it'd be like the South side and then I crossed town and then went North of town to, um, like the other side of like the, I don't know, the top of this lake area that it would be. And then there's this set of like little rolling hills that kind of carry on, um, for maybe 10 acres or so. And I guess that was like a pretty, um, anthropologically active area back in the past, which is really cool that these different tribes had moved into the area and then, uh, used the land to camp at or to set up and then go out and, and do like hunting trips from around the area. And it's really cool to, to kind of think about the, the land that you're kind of walking around as, uh, as uh, different places that people had camped uh, sort of nomadically through different seasons over uh, thousands of years out there. You know, I think it's like, uh, it's like 12,000 year old um, artifacts dating back to that area around like Fort Rock. And uh, I think over by, uh, some other Paisley ice caves, I think some other area like that. And then there's other information about, um, you know, like uh, more recent stuff too from uh, 
from history just you know a couple hundred years ago so really cool to kind of be out in that area and get to check it out and walk around and stuff but uh but yeah this area has a bunch of small roads through it that kind of uh kind of roll over the hills and stuff and um, i was able to have like a pretty good map of what was there and i've been out to that area a couple times before but i didn't really know where the roads went so i didn't i didn't really get to explore around as effectively as it was this time but it was pretty cool getting to um, cut through a couple of different pieces and um, get to stop get out get to take like kind of short walks out and get to go up to different lookout points and take pictures and stuff of the 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 landscape and stuff out there these uh, little kind of rolling rock formations that sort of carry along these hills for a few acres so that was pretty fun getting to go out there and uh, i kind of made like a big uh, loop with the truck and four-wheel drive and uh, sort of came up uh, this like uh, draw along like a creek and then came up the hill and sort of was like a four-wheel, you know, like a real four-wheeling experience where you're just kind of like, you know, pulling up this this big kind of rocky thing up to the top of a mountain and then you kind of take off down the backside of it um, and then kind of intersect back down with the main road. But, uh, but yeah, I did that for a good part of the day and uh, kind of took some photos and videos of uh, some of the stuff out there and then uh, took off and I took like a gravel road that, that sort of cut between that small town that I was at to another town further north of there. And there's like a highway infrastructure that sort of connects the two, but that sort of, I guess, would make like a V shape between it. And this uh, gravel road sort of cuts the the long stretch along the top of the V. And uh, so I, I was able to take that and uh, and take that road uh, back up to this small town before I was able to head out. But it was cool going over through that area. And uh, I think that was as it was starting to become evening and stuff. And there's a bunch of little spots where I could pull out along the side of it set up my tripod and take some pictures and stuff and that evening was cool with the clouds and stuff same as i was doing the night before in that area by the rim rock was i was able to to kind of get out the truck this time and i had like a little bit more uh open view where it was just sort of like a bigger wider open landscape with uh, the cloud formations and then the sky and stuff above that and i was able to uh, stop for a few of those uh, and take some cool long exposure photos of the the night sky and the the sweeping clouds and stuff of the area up there, but it was cool. Yeah, I loved uh, getting out there and going around through some stuff on uh, the high desert area, especially out there in October. I think it's like my favorite time of year to be out in the high desert and to get to go camping and up in the area up there. So it was cool having the truck outfitted for it a little bit better, and it was cool uh, cool going and getting some photos and stuff. But Thanks a lot for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. I appreciate you guys tuning in and checking it out again this week. And uh, if you can, go to uh, BillyNewmanPhoto.com to check out more information about me and uh, about some of the photo stuff that I'm doing. And until then, I'll talk to you again next time.